<coughs> so I hope that just in terms of what you've heard this morning, um, that our desire as a church staff is to do things that really facilitate uh, us being a family, taking care of each other, being able to communicate with one another, uh, just being connected together. I appreciate what Jason has done in his leadership to help facilitate some of the things that he spoke to. Appreciate Michael and the deacon ministry and what these guys do day in and day out. Um, but like both of them said, this is not just about them, this is about us and what we do together as a church family to be the people that God's called us to be. So with that, I want to share with you something that the Lord put on my heart uh, just in recently reading uh, the Daily Bible. Now, I point this out because if you're looking for something after the first of the year, this is a great resource. This is a um, New International Version. It goes 365 different devotionals, reading through the Bible in a year. has great commentary. It's just a great resource to spend time in the Word. So if you want to know more about it, let me know. But um, this is what I was reading through. And I was reading in particular in Nehemiah when he uh, was leading the effort for the people of God who had been in exile in Babylon for 70 years to return to Jerusalem. And you remember, they rebuilt the city and the temple, and they reestablished their identity as a people of God. And one of the key things that happened was when Ezra came out, uh, took the book of the law, and read God's word. And I don't know, I've, I've read that story, I don't know how many times. <laughs> and um, there was something that struck me this last time that I read it. So let me just share with you what I read um, that day. When the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled as one man in the square before the water gate. They told Ezra the scribe to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded for Israel. So on the first day of the seventh month, Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, which was made up of men and women of all who were able to understand. He read it aloud from daybreak till noon as he faced the square before the water gate in the presence of the men, women, and others who could understand. And all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. It goes on and says, The Levites instructed the people in the law while the people were standing there. They read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving meaning so that the people could understand what was being read. Then it says, Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra, the priest, and the scribe, and the Levites, who were instructing the people, said to them, This day is sacred in the Lord, to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people had been weeping as they listened. <laughs> that should have been there. <coughs> as they listened to the words of the law. I read that and I thought, man, what must have that been like? One of the things that caught my attention, there were several, but one of the things early on, it says that they assembled as one man. They assembled as one man. There was a deep unity, a corporate resolve, a shared responsibility to come together as God's people, one man. It goes on and says that Ezra read from daybreak till noon. You heard what that just said, right? That's at least four hours. But it goes on and says, and yet all the people listened attentively. No one nodded off. 
No one slept out, slept out in the foyer. No one surfed on their cell phone. They all listened attentively. And then the most remarkable thing. They all wept. They listened <coughs> to what Nehemiah and Ezra and the priests were explaining to them, and they realized you're describing something we're not. You're talking about what it means to be the people of God, and that's not who we are. And they wept in repentance, but not little heartfelt convictions here and there. It was collective. It was a corporate response to the word of God and what it had called them to be as a people of God. Now, I tell you this because I believe we're at a very interesting and important season in the life and ministry of this church. Last week, you heard Mark do a great job of highlighting some of the significant losses that we've had in the last year. He talked about Glenn Sharp, the giver, right, who was so faithful to love and support and encourage, especially missionaries sent out from this body. Talked about Dick Courtney, the goer, who was literally leading Bible studies and sharing the gospel just days before he died. And talked about Jan Whitaker, the sender, who was involved in every aspect of missions this church has ever known. And I would also add to that the doer. <laughs> I mentioned at his memorial, there's not many things in this church that he didn't build, repair, or have his hands on in some way. And here's what I'm burdened by. We need a new generation of givers, of goers, of doers. These men shaped the life of this church. And so we need a new generation of people who will step forward and do the same. You'll remember in the book of Judges, it talks about how when Joshua and his generation lived, they followed the ways of the Lord and they were faithful to his commands. But when Joshua and that generation died, it says there was a new generation who did not remember the ways of the Lord. And so as a result, Every man did what was right in his own eyes. Now I want you to think about that statement in light of what I described with Ezra. One man, every man did what was right in his own eyes. Do you see the difference? One has a collective resolve, a corporate responsibility, a shared heart. And over here, everybody did what seemed good to them and their little circle of influence. Every Sunday, every week, I do something similar to what Ezra did, just not for four hours, right? <laughs> I read from God's Word. I do my best to explain what it means. And I hope from time to time there are people here and there who are impacted, not because of what I say, but because they are open to what the, sense the, the Spirit has to say to their heart. But we're in a season in the life and ministry of this church where we need an Ezra moment. 
We need a new generation. And I want you to understand, <clears throat> I'm not pointing to a generation and saying, you need to step up. I'm looking at all of us, because this is a shared responsibility. Maybe if they're not stepping up, it's because we haven't put out our hand and invited them, encouraged them, mentored them. So this is not intended for any one generation. This is for our church, the people of God, who I hope, as we continue in life and ministry together, doing the things that we talked about this morning, making every effort to, to live together as a family, as a church body, that increasingly over time, we would have Ezra moments where we would come together as one man. A shared heart and a corporate responsibility to fulfill what God intended us to be as his people. I think sometimes it's easy to look at Israel and say, gosh, they just didn't do a good job of sticking together and being a light to the nations, a people of God's own possession as he called them to be. Not realizing that we've been given the very same commission. The very same commission. And yet sometimes I think we get lost in a world that is so individualistic that we do what's right in our own eyes. In our own world. In our own circles. And we need to be the people of God that he's called us to be. We need Ezra moments. So I'm going to just ask you at a basic level because I think if we don't start here none of what I just said matters I'm going to invite you to pray with me to pray together as a church body that we would see the spirit of God at work in the life of this church to unite us as one man with one heart in corporate resolve to be God's people and fulfill his kingdom purposes on this earth. Will you commit to pray with me sincerely, consistently, that that would be lived out in the life of our church? Would you agree that that would be important? I hope you do. Because I think that's the only reason we're here and not with him. And so while we're here, Let's make sure we live out what he's called us to be. And let's start by being faithful to pray together sincerely and earnestly. Okay? Let me pray for us. Lord, I am so grateful for these people, for this family, for the legacy of love, and service and ministry that has gone before us. Men and women who have faithfully shaped the life and ministry of this church to be what it is today. And it's, it's beautiful. This is a unique body of believers. And yet, Father, we know that there are always places that we can grow. To be more unified. To have one heart and a shared responsibility to be your people. Set apart for kingdom purposes. And that we do that best when we do it together.
So Father, would you please raise up a new generation of givers, of goers, of doers. Lord, would you please raise up men who would be willing to serve as elders. Willing to make a sacrifice because it'll cost them. But their love for you is stronger than any cost that it might make in their lives. Would you raise up elders? Lord, would you raise up deacons? Would you raise up men who are willing to have a shepherd's heart to to care for those in need humbly, gently, wisely to come alongside these men and to serve with them in that ministry? Lord, would you raise up men and women who would be willing to serve in women's ministry? men's ministry, in children's ministry, in student ministry. And Lord, would you please put it on the hearts of those who aren't already doing that year in and year out. Would you raise up a new generation? Would you enlighten our hearts to who you've called us to be as your people in this season and life of ministry in this church? I pray for Ezra moments. I pray for those times where you uniquely move corporately in the life of the church for the glory of your name throughout the world. So Father, we earnestly seek you as the giver of all good things. And may we not just have this time together now, but see it repeated as a people of God who are coming before you and asking for you to do a work in our lives to the praise and glory of your name. It's in the name of our Savior Jesus that we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you, guys. All right, you can go get some coffee and go to the bathroom. See you in five minutes.